Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thank you so much for tuning back into the podcast. All the support is greatly appreciated, especially if you're a day one listener. Uh, we do apologize again for the lackluster amount of content. We're not pumping out as much as we normally do, but uh, everyone's busy, you know. Schedules, lives, that's a whole thing. But uh, today we have a very exciting episode covering a lot of USFL uh, news updates regarding the merger. Um, there's so much to break into, a lot of player acquisitions as well. The offseason and free agency has kicked off, uh, to say the least. Um, I have so many different notes here. Um, normally I do the list fashion. There's so many re-signings and just signings in general. A lot of former NFL guys, including a former Super Bowl champion as well. But let me just break down here regarding my list. It is not in order. It, I don't have the dates by these, but... Players are confirmed, signed, and re-signed regarding this list. But, you know, and then towards the end of the episode, I'll get into the merger news, you know, kind of all that um, stuff going on there with the XFL, Redbird Capital, and all the news coming out of that uh, development. But regarding player acquisitions and re-signings, we have the New Jersey Generals re-signing cornerback DJ Daniel, a guy I've loved to watch play the past two years with that team. That defense is back and ready to go. Uh, the Birmingham Stallions uh, signed cornerback Madre Harper out of Southern Illinois. A very, very interesting prospect and honestly a weapon for this defense and honestly for this coach, Skip Holtz, who's going to utilize these young players that he's bringing in. And I'm going to get into who I think has been making the biggest splash in free agency in the offseason as well. But moving forward here, the Philadelphia Stars signed quarterback Daniel Ism from Washington State, another guy that's a very interesting prospect, a nice young player for the team. They really could use some, uh, you know, refreshment to that back end of, of their defense. Um, the New Orleans Breakers re-signed Vontae Diggs, linebacker. Love to see it. He's a great player for this league, and he's always been for the Breakers. Loyal guy, and it's really cool to see him come be, you know, come be a part of this defense for a third year in a row. The Birmingham Stallions also signed defensive tackle Carlos Davis out of Nebraska. A very another interesting prospect that's going to be very interesting to see. Um, I did not also I, I forgot to mention that Gerard Fernandez linebacker also re-signed with the New Orleans uh, breaks as, Breakers as well. Those two are kind of a tandem, if you will. Kind of remind me a lot of uh, a, a consistent uh, Ruben Foster and Keava Tazino from last year in a sense, but we get to see him for three years in a row now. So it's going to be interesting to see and honestly fun. Um, but the next uh, player acquisition that's going to be awesome to talk about for a second here is Frank Ginda re-signing with the Michigan Panthers. Linebacker, legend of a linebacker for this league, might be able to record over 300 tackles in three seasons with the USFL. That in its own is an achievement. Love the fact that he's back. I really appreciate it. Um, and shout out to Frank Ginda. Probably one of my favorite football players ever. Just watching this guy always be around the ball. High motor, great intensity. Just a very, very fun player to watch. Um, and then moving forward here, the Memphis Showboat signed cornerback uh, Delrick Abrams Jr. So that's another guy that's pretty cool that they're bringing him back. Um, the Houston Gamblers re-signed quarterback Montel Cozart um, and quarterback Kenji Bahar. So they brought back both their quarterbacks, which is really cool to see. Good to see that Kenji Bahar is back in the league. Um so he can refine on his ability as a quarterback. I love Montel Cozart as well. Maybe there might be a little bit of a quarterback controversy in Houston because this team's built and ready to go. Um, but that's something that we'll have to look forward to, obviously, in Season 3. 
The Memphis Showboats also re-signed their punter Brandon Wright, third-year player. Great to see. He did have a little stint with the uh, LA Rams, I believe, so that's actually pretty cool that he's back with the Memphis Showboats and he's ready to go for this third season of the USFL. I'm really excited for it, and just overall, he might be the best punter in the league, um, so that's really good for their special teams unit for sure. The New Jersey Generals also uh, kind of stole a bunch of players so far in free agency. They signed wide receiver Joe Walker from the Memphis Showboats, as well as defensive lineman Ethan Westbrooks from the Michigan uh, Panthers. Excuse me, Joe Walker played for the Michigan Panthers. They stole a lot of guys from them, as well as safety Antonio Reed. Um, which is really awesome that their defense is getting shored up, as well as they're adding additional uh, weapons for not only um, who we don't, I don't really know who's going to be quarterback next year, but I, I imagine it's going to be DeAndre Johnson. Um, he's got a lot of weapons now. There's no excuse this team can't make it to that promised land. Um, <clears throat> the Philadelphia Stars also re-signed their long snapper, Ryan Navarro. Really good to see him back, and him and Luis Aguilar can maintain that chemistry and continue to dominate on special teams for the Philadelphia Stars. The New Jersey Generals also signed edge rusher Tyshawn Render. Uh, I think they re-signed him, actually. I apologize. The Memphis Showboats re-signed Jordan Ferguson, edge rusher. Really awesome to see. He had that nice stint with Seattle. Um, you know, Now he's back here. That's pretty cool. Uh, he was a very, very dominant force for their defense last year, and we get to see him kind of come back and emerge, hopefully, again. The Houston Gamblers also re-signed wide receiver Anthony Ratliff-Williams, as well as... Um, excuse me. I believe that is... Safety, Jeremiah Johnson, and then defensive end, Isaiah um, <clears throat> Chambers, excuse me. And then the Maulers signed uh, center Sean Brown from the Philadelphia Stars, so that's really good that they're shoring up their O-line. But going back to the Gamblers, they've brought back a lot of continuous pieces that have uh, that's going to remain there. And, and the, the chemistry and the continuity is what's really important about these leagues and these teams is can they retain the talent? Can they retain those players? And if they can, their club and their offense, or that unit in particular, is going to be able to play above average. Then, then the other teams bringing in a lot of new guys because they lost a lot in free agency and stuff like that. So I think that's a big point to to really shout out to at least a lot of these. There's a, there's four teams in particular that have really stood out the most. It's the Philadelphia Stars, the Birmingham Stallions the Pittsburgh Maulers, as well as the Houston Gamblers, just making tons of signings. The Showboats are up there, um, but they're not making a ton of plash, sp- excuse me, splash signings just yet, or re-signings. They haven't really signed too many offensive weapons as of yet. Um, but moving forward, the Philadelphia uh, Stars also signed Seth Rowland, running back, and they re-signed wide receiver Chris Rowland, Seth Rowland's brother. So we have a, a duo of brothers on the Philadelphia Stars. That's going to be really awesome to see what, what that can do for the Stars' offense, um, but the New Jersey Generals also re-signed, um, excuse me, I already said Tyshawn Render, the defensive end, uh, but the Panthers, Michigan Panthers, re-signed Marcus Sims, wide receiver, as well as defensive tackle TJ Carter, two big pieces, not only for the offense, Marcus Sim had some really explosive plays last year, but TJ Carter, another guy that's really good, honestly, he's a really good run stopper, good power rush moves, I'm glad that they uh, brought those guys back. Um, Khalil, oh, excuse me, there's some news actually regarding Khalil Davis, Stallions um, player, former Stallions player that's now on the Texans. He signed and elevated to the active roster. He actually played in a regular season game. Really awesome. Darnell Farms Jr., uh, Maulers to the Patriots after the 2022 um, USFL season, was signed and elevated to the active roster as well for the Patriots, so that's pretty cool. Two guys from the USFL, you know, playing in uh, this 2023 NFL regular season, so pretty awesome. Um, the Pittsburgh Maulers also signed Super Bowl champion 
linebacker Dorian O'Daniel from the, uh, well, he played with the Kansas City Chiefs, which that's awesome. So it looks like they're going to try and, you know, maintain that veteran presence at that linebacking position, that linebacker position, because Jaron Horton, their DC, is very prevalent on having that good core set up and just overall sound tackling. So that's awesome that, you know, the Maulers have a Super Bowl champion in their room now, in their, in their, uh, in their club. That's just, you know, really fucking sick in my opinion. Um, but moving forward here, the Birmingham Stallions signed defensive end Curtis Weaver out of Boise State. Um, which is another interesting prospect. A lot of young talent coming to the, the Stallions because people know this is a successful club, a good, fully coached organization that has reached the pinnacle, and they're looking to go for a three-peat. So people are going to hop on that bandwagon, and I don't blame them. Um, regarding the New Orleans Breakers signing, wide receiver Cam Echoes Looper from the New Jersey uh, eh, the New Jersey Generals, that's a big steal for the Breakers, in my opinion. That's a guy that can take the top off of defense. He's also a guy that really does like to go up for those 50-50 possession catches, and he's really he's a really full-sound special teams returner. Um, that's a weapon that the Breakers just got, so shout-out to Cam Echoes Looper. Um, the Maulers also signed offensive lineman um, Bradarius Ham from the uh, Michigan Panthers, so they stole a lot of players from the uh, from within their division, the Maulers did. The Maulers also signed running back Trey Williams from the New Jersey Generals, one of my favorite players in the league, a very shifty, dynamic back. Uh, who is immediately now their running back one. Um, the Maulers also signed wide receiver DeAndre Overton from the Philadelphia Stars, a good sure-handed guy that can go out there and be your wide receiver two or three in this league and, and be, you know, like I said, a sure-handed safety valve. Made some plays for the Stars, but there was a lot of guys on that roster, so he didn't really get the ability to shine. And I think here with the Maulers, with him, Isaiah Henney, and Trey Walker, that's a good trio that I would take happily. Um, you know, over any other defense in, in that division, at least. Um, maybe maybe the Panthers, they, uh, they, they're they pretty sound. Um, but the Breakers also signed wide receiver Lee Morris, a really, really awesome wide receiver. Last year uh, was his first season in the USFL. He actually had a hat trick game, so shout out to Lee Morris for returning to his club. Um, and then the Stars also re-signed safety Joshua Moon. Really interesting. I'm glad to see him back. He had a decent season last year. He just has to, you know, kind of kind of refine his craft and and hopefully he'll become better as as well as you know I want to see Chan, Channing Stribling get better, Amani Dennis, all those guys on that back end elevate this team and get back to the championship game and see what they can do there. Uh, but moving forward here, um, the Breakers also signed uh, re-signed their safety Adonis Alexander and linebacker Nigel uh, Chavis and defensive tackle Reggie Howard. So really awesome to see that core of guys come back to the Breakers. The Breakers are finally making some some plays and some splash moves here in the offseason. They've been kind of quiet, but I'm glad to see them retain a lot of their really good players and also bring on some new guys as well, like Cam Echo's Looper. So that's a team I'm going to be looking out for as well. Um, a couple things. According to James Larson, PFN, and Luke McMiller uh, on Twitter, shout out to those guys, um, team sales are projected to be, you know, so the, the league is trying to sell teams to uh, owners and stuff and projected three to four years. So we heard that information get dropped, which is pretty awesome to hear because I wonder what the market for a team is going to be set at in this league. I imagine, you know, I would, I would see probably five to 10 mil, maybe, maybe a little, maybe a little less, maybe around that seven mil range. I don't know what the market's going to be set at, but we'll see. I think it's going to be interesting and it's going to add a whole new dynamic to this, to this league and honestly to spring football in general. Um, and moving forward to some more news regarding um, 
just the USFL's offseason. We obviously talked about how free agency, player free agency, has started. Tons of moves that I just listed out. Um, merger news is confirmed that um, these two leagues are actually going to be merging into one entity. We don't know when the operations are going to be merging. It's being said that if it's not fully sound before this season, XFL will have season two and USFL will have its season three as planned. Um, but they're expecting to merge before the end of the year, I'm hearing. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see. A lot of news and rumblings going on around there. But Daryl Johnston is apparently going to be the head of this new operation and potentially this new brand of spring football. But apparently Redbird Capital approached Fox, like I stated in the previous USFL coverage episode, and they initiated the talks here. So Fox will be handling probably everything, and they'll, they're in charge. You know, they they essentially were the guys at the table showing showing no bluff or showing, you know, in a sense, no weakness. And Redbird Capital obviously came there with an intent to kind of get out from under this problem that they had after XFL Season 1. We're going to see probably overall better quality product. I hope better uniforms from the XFL. People say they like the XFL uniforms and stuff, but I hear mixed reviews on them more than anything. Uh, they definitely don't need to keep the Under Armour sponsorship for that. I just don't like the Under Armour uniforms at all. They're very off-putting kind of arcadey. There's only like three or four uniforms in the XFL that are good. Um, in my opinion, the USFL has about six to seven that are definitely way better than probably most of the XFL teams. Um, but that's to each their own, obviously. And just my opinion, the USFL is a more sound professional product with better play, better coaching, and overall better production value because Fox is just, just better at managing that kind of thing. Uh, and we clearly saw it. They've come out on top. Um, I'm hearing also some rumblings about Mark Thompson potentially to the Memphis Showboats. He tweeted out a, just a little emoji of a boat. So there's a lot of speculation that uh, the Offensive Player of the Year from 2023, potentially the best modern spring running back, spring football season from a running back we've seen uh, since Herschel Walker, uh, you know, he's potentially moving to the Memphis Showboats. A run-heavy offense that could genuinely showcase his abilities Probably even more, especially in my opinion. They have a better O-line up front. And in my opinion, more consistent quarterback play out of Cole Kelly if he's there going forward. And I like the weapons they have on the outside just as much as I do with the Houston Gamblers. Um, I just think that Mark Thompson, if he was on the Stallions or if he was on, oh gosh, the Stars, I I mean, man, they would do something special. Because if he has that elite quarterback play for this league, like a Case Cookus or an Alex Magoo or a Jamar Smith or guys up to par like Cole Kelly or even E.J. Perry if he returns to the Panthers, that would just be better for Mark Thompson. He doesn't need a guy that can go in there, throw six touchdowns in four games, but also seven picks. He needs consistency on that offense because if he's actually game-planned right, he is the best player in this league in my personal opinion. Um, And that's just something I wanted to talk about a little bit because I've been hearing rumblings on Twitter and stuff like that. And if you aren't following us on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, or TikTok, make sure you're following us at Tea Time Reports. Make sure you're subbed to our YouTube channel as well, at Tea Time Reports. We're doing a lot of work on all those platforms, trying to pump out as much of the good content we can, making sure that we're trying to build that community, not just for sports, but for music, film, art, you know, whatever anyone's interested in. We want a a fluid, unfiltered conversation about it taking place here. And if you have any constructive criticisms or anything you guys want reviewed or talked about more, definitely hit us up. The email is readily available. I would also just like to say thank you 
to all the team members of this podcast and anyone putting in the work here. You know, shout out to Brandon, Logan, Caden, Brady, all those guys putting in that work. And Ty hasn't been on here in a minute, but shout out to Ty putting in that hard work at school and stuff like that. But now going forward, I mean, we have a lot to talk about with the USFL. There, and, and I'm sure there's even more news coming out now as as I'm recording this podcast because I got to go here and check on X here. And I'm sure I can find something. And make sure if you haven't gone and answered the question um, regarding who you guys think, who, who who we think is making the biggest splash plays in the USFL's offseason. I tweeted out here, the USFL Stallions and the USFL Maulers making the biggest splash, splash uh, splashes so far in the offseason. Maybe a rematch in the championship question mark. Drop your thoughts. If you guys are following us on Twitter, definitely go drop your thoughts. Let me know what you think of that statement. Um, because I really do believe that the Maulers and the Stallions have had the best offseason and player free agency so far in this uh, offseason for the USFL. Uh, I think they're built and ready to go back. I think they have the best coaching in the South and the best coaching in the North, acquiring the best talent. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. There's a couple question marks still. Uh, Reuben Foster, is he going to be returning? I would love to see him return to the Maulers. And is Breland Speaks going to be returning? And I haven't seen anything on Keava Tizino. I'd like to see some more information on that. Hopefully, we'll hear something about that before the next episode, so that way I can talk about it. Um, But as well as, I know I talked about it already, Levante Taylor, cornerback for the Panthers last season, had a great lockdown year, did not get the call up like he should have. I know I talked about this in a previous episode, but he did retire from the game. He hung his cleats up. Um, As well as, there was someone else, actually, uh, besides um, Kyle Laletta as well. You know, and, and it's... It's a shame that some of these guys can't get to that next level or maybe don't have the motivation to get to that next level after they, you know, didn't hear the news they wanted to hear. But I just wanted to say this, Levante Taylor, you had a great season, man. Um, And I think you genuinely should have gotten a call up to at least a practice squad. Uh, Kyle Aletta, I know you had a rough go of it in your career, bro, but, you know, shout out to you for going out there and trying to put it all on the field for the USFL because, you know, it just shows you love the game. That's what it showed more than anything. Um, And and you got to give them... Some respect for that, right? Um, I'm trying to look here. I know there was another retiree from the Generals, I believe, um, this past week. And I just want to give him proper recognition. I believe I just passed it. Yeah, okay. So cornerback Blake Countess, you know, shout out to you, man, for, you know, playing the game and doing what you could, especially in the USFL. Um, I, I hope you find what you're looking for on your new path. Same with anyone that hung up the cleats this past year. You know, going from doing what you love to kind of having to go down that serious road is never the fun or the the cool thing to do, but uh, it's the realistic thing to do. And, you know, over here at Tea Time, we just want to give you the proper recognition um, and and just shout you out like that. But much respect to all those guys. And anyone in the USFL that got signed or re-signed this year, shout out to you. There's tons of more guys out there that deserve it. So we'll have another episode, I'm sure, by the end of this week. Or, uh, you know, maybe when I get back from Tennessee, but we'll see. But make sure everyone out there is staying tuned in for more Tea Time uh, episodes in general, but also our USFL coverage. We are very adamant and prevalent on it on the Twitter. So show us some love and support on there. It's greatly appreciated. Regarding, uh, I, I did, I know I mentioned this in an episode prior, but I know Bo Scarborough was re-signed and he's coming back. I'm so excited to see him and J.M.R. Smith, like, take helm and just do what they're the best at in this league and just win games uh, in dominant fashion. And I imagine if J.M.R. Smith comes back with a vengeance, I could see a potential MVP season from him. 
Uh, maybe even Bo Scarborough. You know, if he goes off, who knows? But I, my money right now is going to be on Mark Thompson or Case Cookus. And I do also want to hear news about Corey Coleman. I don't know if he's coming back. He didn't get that call up to the NFL. He had a decent season last year, but let's see if he can build on it again. I would like to see him go back to the Stars, continue that continuity with Case Cookus. Probably the best wide receiver Case Cookus has ever played with on like in an in-game scenario. Um, so that was really cool to see him and Corey Coleman kind of link up and have a good season for the Stars, but just kind of a letdown at the end of the year because they just couldn't win in those clutch moments, especially when the Maulers, Panthers, and um, those division rivals came to play. You know, They really need to kind of shore up that defense, but... There's so many really awesome developments, and I know Gabriel Sewell's back on the Stars, got re-signed, third-year player. I just, I love this league, man. I, I really do. I love everything about it. I love the fact that it just brings that aspect of not only family, but the backyard-esque of, that backyard vibe of football as well. And it's just like, guys you would work with down at your fucking warehouse are probably, like, they would have a chance playing in this league if they were in shape type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love that. Former ball players that you know maybe were out of the game for two years, able to come back and make a little name for themselves, play the game they love. I just love it, especially when it's a fully sound professional product like the USFL has been for two seasons, going on three. I don't think there's anything that's going to go wrong with this league. I think it's destined for success, and you know we'll keep uh, keep covering it from here on out. But everyone out there, thanks for tuning into this episode of Tea Time Reports and the USFL coverage and offseason news. Take care, everyone. Peace.